Hey friends, I'm Julie Holmquist and you are listening to Kairos Moments Podcast. God's been speaking to you for a while and you know you are called to something. It's time to stop playing it safe with your faith, time to lean into your calling, and time to bring those God-given dreams to life. It's time. Let's do this together. Welcome, friend. Today I have on the show my new friend, Amy Debrick, and she is going to be one of your fast friends also. She and her daughter Blair co-wrote the book Embolden, and Amy is also host to the podcast Life on Purpose. Embolden will meet you where you are, but not leave you there, all the while empowering you to take your next brave steps to conquer your fears. We all deal with fear in some way. Are you ready to get brave? Let's welcome Amy to the show. Welcome, Amy. I'm excited about this discussion we're going to have today. Thank you, Julie, for having me. I'm excited to talk with you this morning and have this conversation. Yeah, you're a fellow podcaster. You have the podcast Life on Purpose. So, but you recently wrote a book called Embolden. And I want to jump right into this with asking you about the book you and your uh, daughter co wrote. I love that title. Embolden means to give someone the courage or confidence to do something or behave in a certain way. So tell me how this project came about and what was going on in your life that inspired you and your daughter to write this book? Well, that's a great question. Um, And we get asked that quite a bit. And what's interesting about that, this answer is that really it kind of started with um, something my daughter was going through at college and um, she was attending a Christian college and we love the college, but she was struggling with a lot of the same things that all you know young adults face are really at that age and especially young women and i think you know there's a little naiveness at least it was on our part when you send your child off you know as a christian to a christian college that you know they're just going to escape a lot of these pitfalls maybe that you or i might have had at that age without that you know um the tools and resources but that's just not the case. And I think what happened was she was going through these things and we were having a lot of discussion and there wasn't a lot of resources really available for someone like her. And I'm similar. She's like me. We're both introverted. And so I think when you are that kind of personality, it's hard as your first step to reach out to somebody else. And so this was something we wanted to create so somebody could kind of start that process independently, but obviously, you know, um, having it evolve into more of a community um, or a mentor, a, a relationship with other people that can kind of keep you, keep you going and keep you there in your next brave step. Because I think, you know, at that age, there's a lot of fear and anxiety. And what was also interesting is when she and I were going through this and going through the weeks, you know, I realized rather quickly that those topics don't go away and they're relevant. They're just as relevant to her in in what she's experiencing as Mm -hmm. they are to me in my life at 50 and what I'm experiencing. So, um, you know, that's kind of where it kind of all came from and why we wanted to create it. That's awesome. I love how the book pertains to anybody, any woman in any stage of life, whatever they're going through. It can be a young woman, like you said, in college or, you know, our age going through what we go through as 50 year olds. So tell me some ways that you've been emboldened in your life. I think the most outstanding way that I've been emboldened were two things. One is, um, 
having a community of women, not a huge community. When I say that, I mean, just one or two, you know, my sister and a close friend at the time that really stick around for the good and the bad. And, and I don't mean that people um, intentionally abandon other people. I just think that, you know, there's something to be said though, for that person or one or two people who regularly will check in, even when things aren't all great, even when things aren't a scheduled, you know, coffee or, or this or that, to make sure that you're, you are where you need to be. I think a lot of times as women, at least our age, you know, life is busy. And so we have so many obligations and commitments that it's so easy to let friendships and relationships fall through the cracks. But it's not really until we have those intimate conversations, which require intentional follow-up, um, that you can kind of hear what is not being said. Oh, exactly. And so I, I think that's the real key for being emboldened in, in my life and how it really has, has changed me. And I've had a few women, my sister and, uh, you know, really good friend, Alice, and I've had other women since then that have really stepped up kind of read between the lines, but that's an intentional action for sure. And then also, I always say that, you know, surrendering my fears to God really catapulted my willingness to accept that, you know, you also have to be able to be in a space to accept that. And when you're a little bit prideful, like I was in a control freak, you know, um, it's hard sometimes to accept that from somebody else, but it's so worth it every time. Yes. Tell my listeners from your perspective, what does it mean to surrender our fears to God? What does that look like? Well, I think that because I was such a long-term anxiety sufferer, because I was a control freak and mm-hmm. because I did have a lot of pride issues. Now, if you would ask me that, Julie, before, I would have never really acknowledged any of that, but um, but that was the reality. You know, I think you have to ask yourself, is this becoming, is this just like a simple worry or is this becoming a lifelong, you know, process. And and at that time it was really affecting my, my health, my physical, my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I think once you kind of assess that, you know, for me, it wasn't until my cancer diagnosis that I finally was like, I can't do it anymore. And, and there's freedom. And and I can't say this enough to women who are really hanging on to the fear and worry because I was you for like 15 years, but there's so much freedom. If you can just let it go and let him take over. And I think once you can really wrap your brain around that, you can understand it from a different perspective. Like, wow, it feels good to not have to carry the weight of the world, to not have to worry that for every situation, you know, whether it's my own health or my children or, and I mean, in general, I think we have, you know, we're going to do that to a certain degree, but it doesn't have to overrun you. And so for me, that surrendering piece to him just changed my whole life and how I was living because I wasn't really living before because I was always fearful. I was always worried. And it's, there's just a huge freedom in that to let it go. And I'm reminded of that scripture that talks about what, what does worrying add to your life? Right. Right. It's like, you can't do anything about some of these situations anyway. So why spend your mental energy and have that take up so much space in your brain. Yeah, that's good. Your book is divided into you and your daughter's book. Don't want to leave her out. She's not here on this podcast, but she co-wrote it with you. It's divided into four sections, the fearless, kindness, temptations, and growth. How do you and Blair, how do you guys encourage women in these four areas? Well, I think we, we try to do it 
more like baby steps. You know, um, in the beginning, we really want, we did fearless because we want people to really identify the root of your fear. I think that that is key for any woman moving ahead or forward is you really need to kind of dig a little bit deep in that. And sometimes that's a painful process, but we really wanted to set them up in a way that, okay, first let's start here. So then we can move on to the next thing. And that's really why, you know, we had growth be the last thing that was kind of an intentional strategic move is because you, you can't really get, you can't start with growth if you haven't addressed these other things. And so the same with, you know, temptation, you know, we all have temptation and that was the interesting thing, you know, here, you know, she's telling me her stuff and, and, you know, we're writing, but temptation is affecting us at all different ages and stages. You know, I'm tempted to, to scroll unnecessarily and waste time that I could be doing productively other things, including reading my Bible or doing a devotion or doing something in person with a friend that really needs it. You know what I mean? So temptation is, you know, one of those things that we all need to address. So we tried to set it up that would really set somebody up for success. And like I said, We always started with the introvert in mind Mm -hmm. because that's how we relate. And we also were very intentional about wanting to meet any woman with, you know, any faith walk at all or none where she was today. But the key is when you go through those four weeks, we don't want to leave you there. So we're carrying you through. We're trying to set you up for success. And if you are somebody who's already a strong Christian, it's just another strengthening tool to to keep you on task for that new person coming in. You know, we wanted it to be something that is not only practical, but, but really, like I said, setting you up for success. If you're unfamiliar with the Bible, me throwing a million, you know, homework assignments for you to look up is almost kind of irrelevant and overwhelming, quite frankly. And so we do have a couple things in there that they can look up. But we also lay a few things out so it's not so overwhelming. And it's a journal of sorts, right? Yes. It's a, it's a, you ask your women to participate in what you're laying out in the book. Right. So we want them to fully engage. We we have stuff there, but we want them to really answer the questions for themselves. It's, it's, this is such a unique individual uh, journal, and we wanted to really um, make it tailor-made for the for the girl who's going through it. So my listeners are women who have a God-given dream, but there's something that holds them back. A lot of times it gets hard. They start to question, did I even hear God? They start to wonder if this dream is even of God. I know I've heard you say in other arenas that you can't know your purpose until you deal with the fear. Well, I think, um, like I said, you, you really need to to figure out what that fear is that's holding you back. I think that that is so key in moving forward with anything, whether it's a dream on your heart, whether it's a relationship. I think that, and and I mean, and that was my story right there. You know, I was fearful of, I would have never done any of this, Julie, 10 years ago, that wasn't even on my radar. And I think, you know, I mean, it was kind of on my radar. God had kind of, you know, quietly kept pressing there. But, you know, when you are in such a mode of fear, you are less apt to listen and you are certainly not going to act on anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's why it's really important. You know, I always say that fear is normal, but courage gets the final say. And so I think, you know, part of that is, you know, lay it down, you know, find out what it is that you're really fearful of. And then you can kind of quickly, I think, 
figure out if this is like uh, just your fear or if this is like something that God has really laid on your heart and you're just fearful to take that next step, you know, because, and is it because you're afraid you're going to look foolish? I mean, I was terrified, terrified when I hit send on my first blog post, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like how embarrassing. What if like one person doesn't like it or what if, and I mean, and that's the reality. But I think if you know your worth, you know your value and how God sees you, just remember that and remember what it is, you know, sit down, pray about it and figure out what is this dream that's laid on your heart? And is it something that's going to serve him well? And it's going to really, you know, serve you in, in, in your community and then assess it from there. But it's really difficult. And I know, and pride, and I, I keep saying that, but pride really plays a big factor into women's fear and how they are viewed by their peers and how someone is going to receive them. And so I understand, but it is something that is really worth navigating through because you don't want that because, you know, one thing to hold you back and have somebody that's really waiting for your message to not hear it just because of that. Because really, I always have to go back to, and I'm sure you're the same way, Julie, you know, when you're a podcaster and you're a writer, of course you want to reach the masses, right? That's everybody's right. goal right. and dream. But in the same token, sometimes when I've been frustrated and I think something is, should have gone better than it did or it fell on deaf ears, I always have to remind myself that I'm doing this because God asked me to do it. And if one person can benefit from anything that I'm saying, then they're always going to be worth it. I love that. We have to take those steps forward. So that led me to my next question. Does an emboldened woman, when she's emboldened, does she not ever deal with fear again? Or is this? Absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, I I, I hope that's not the wrong answer, but the reality is no. I mean, the, the thing about it is, and it goes back to surrendering. Like I have to surrender every day. That's just becomes a habit. That becomes your new mindset is that, you know, you have to, and like you had pointed out, you know, you do what you can, what you can control uh, in your life. Obviously that that's good. You should be doing that. But beyond that, you know, you have to surrender that for me, that's a daily task for other women. Maybe not. Maybe it's, it comes a little bit easier to them, but I think it's a check and balance. And I think once you're aware of it though, it becomes a lot easier to tame and and keep in check. That's a good word, tame. That is a really good word because tame kind of tells me it's there, but the, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to control it, to you know, not let it rule our lives. How important do you think community is in walking emboldened? Well, I think community is huge, but I think you know, like in the book, we we try to not, like I said, overwhelm the girl going through it. And so we want them to just take one brave step each Mm -hmm. time along the way. But I do think for the long haul um, and to stay in a good space, it's always good to at least have one person, just that one person that can, can draw you out. You know, maybe you're going through a tough time and you're um, in, I mean, my mode is run away or shut down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those are my two modes. I'm stressed. It's like, where can I go? And how can I never answer my door or phone? But is that the best thing? No, it it certainly is not. And so 
I just have one or two women that will be like, Hey, let's, you know, come on, let's go here or let's do this. Or even someone that's constantly challenging you and helping you to grow in your faith. You know, sometimes we just, it doesn't have to be some big monumental stuff, but maybe we've become a little bit stagnant. So wouldn't it be great if we had somebody that as an encourager or worthy encourager for somebody else to say, why don't we do this together? You know, would you be interested in this and and set it up and, and all of that. So I totally believe in community. I think it's a having the fellowship of another woman that's either a step ahead of you or you're that woman for somebody else is really huge in, you know, really maintaining, you know, being emboldened for the long haul. Community has always been huge to me. When I'm in community, they start to pick up on the signs that I am starting to retreat a little bit in fear. And they kind of pull me out, like you said, and they don't let me stay there. And I love how you said it in your book that you love women where they are, but we don't let them stay there. And I think that's huge in community. Yeah. And and that's what community does, whether you're even thinking about that or not, but that's what happens when women can come around other women. And I think you hit a, a really solid point too. And what you just said, unless you're in those community environments, though, people aren't going to pick up on that. And so it's really important as your first brave step to get to that community, whether it's you're going and signing up for a class at the gym or you're taking a new class somewhere where you're connecting with your people, whether it's a Bible study, it doesn't matter just where you're making a connection where somebody can read your expression. You know, you can't interpret or tone over a text, I always say, or an email. And, you know, we can all fake it like the best of them, you know, and, and pretend everything is all great, but it's not until you're in person and really investing some time with that person to pick up on it. And so I love that you said that because that's when people read that. Yeah. I think I heard you say one time about the plastic smile we wear. Sometimes, you know, our lives, like I have this blur uh, background in my, in this Zoom conversation because there's a mess in the background, but all you see is this space right here. And we can do that in community at a surface level. But if we let women in, if we're brave enough to let them in, then we can have that community and they can, they can embolden us. So what would you say to the woman who says, I've tried it? And it's not worked. Mm. Well, that's tough because I think we've all tried it before. We've all felt embarrassed and rejected. I mean, to me, those are the two biggest reasons why we don't go back to it. Mm -hmm. Because who wants to feel like that more than once, right? right? Um, I think it's just a matter of just remembering the gains that you will receive every time you put yourself out there. And even when it's a rejection or something embarrassing happens, it's still a win for you personally. And I think that's the mindset that you have to wrap it around is forget about how it's being received. And remember that everything that you're doing, that's a win for you. That's a win for God because he sees you being obedient. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you can kind of remove the other people's expectations and listen, it's high. We all have that feeling, you know what I mean? And nobody wants to fail and nobody wants to look like a fool. I totally understand, but it's always worth going back to, because like I said, it's a personal win for you. And I think you have to remember 
even if you feel like it went a total mess, you went and did something. You took a brave step that was hard for you. And that's always going to be a win. Right. That brave step will always be a win. Yeah. I love it. Amy, tell us where the audience can reach you, where they can grab your book, where they can listen to your podcast and so on. Sure. So you can actually, we have a new release. I just got my sample copy in the mail. It's a smaller version of Emboldened. The other one's more of a larger, it's like a magazine style. And this one's a little bit more grab and go. You can stick it in your purse, but it has all the same content inside. And it just says brave steps to help you conquer your fears and insecurities. And so you can pre-order this copy now um, on target.com. The other um, Embolden is really available wherever books are sold, um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of that. And then you can also reach me on my website, amydebrick.com. And then of course the podcast is uh, Life on Purpose with Amy Debrick. That's on Apple, Spotify, any of those. So you you can really connect with me on Instagram, same thing at Amy Debrick or Facebook. And it's D-E-B-R-U-C-Q-U-E. Yes. Just so you know. So not, not easy, but hopefully if there's any link in here, I'll send Julie some links so you can just go right to them and um, you won't have to struggle with my last name. But if you, even if you type in life on purpose or Amy at surrenderyourfear.com, um, any of those things should bring it up. Okay. While we're on your, the topic of your podcast, tell them a little bit about it because the few episodes that I've listened to, I've really enjoyed it. Well, so Life on Purpose actually was my first brave step. That was my all-time, well, I shouldn't say my first. My first was the writing, but podcasting was not something even on my radar at all. But what happened was when I was writing and getting the feedback that I was, I was getting bits and pieces of other women's stories. And so I thought, hmm, I feel like we're onto something here. And I think women just need to share their stories and and need to be heard. And so that's what started life on purpose. And the idea is to live your life on purpose instead of living it on fear, which a lot of times we do. I try to reach as many women that I can that have a story to share um, in their journey and how that has looked. And we talk about a range of topics uh, just that are relevant to every woman every day. And so that's really what brought about the podcast. And it's been a huge blessing because every story I hear is just, it's just a humbling experience to be able to have somebody entrust you with their story. And I love it. It's just been a huge gift to me to, to just hear these women and have them be on it. Yeah. So I want to encourage my audience to go listen to Amy's podcast called Life on Purpose. Thank you so much for being on the show, Amy. I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much, Julie. It was a great conversation. It was fun to talk to you today. See you next time.